0: Thank you so much for joining us this is a multi-platform broadcast of nuestra palabra latino writers having their say today we want to focus on a really great organization that's been doing a lot of work in the community uh they're also dear friends they're leaders i want to Say hi to them first. Hey, uh, Marta and Izzy, thank you for, for all that you do, and welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, Tony. Thank you for, for everything that you do in our community and making sure that our kids are, are literate and we are uh, promoting our books and, and libros to all our kids.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Tony, and especially for for this opportunity to be uh, on your show and allow more people to find out about Navidad en el barrio.
0: No, it's really our pleasure. And uh, for folks that are just tuning in, so I'm Tony Diaz, El Libro Traficante, founder and director of Nuestra Palabra, Latino Writers Having Their Say. Thank you for tuning in to all the different formats. So the show begins on social media. The video airs on fox26houston.com and the audio airs on 90.1 FM KPFT, your community station. And I do want to pause and remind our listeners that KPFT is listener sponsored. You're not going to find programs like this talking to community leaders like this anywhere else on terrestrial radio. So please make it a point to budget a donation to the station in the name of Nuestra Palabra, Latino Writers Having Their Say. You can go to kpft.org any time of the year and make that donation so that our show can do its part to keep this great experiment and freedom of speech going. And of course, the other thing is, we come out into the community and we do stuff live, especially as we're navigating this post-COVID-19 shutdown. We're actually doing events live in the community. I do want to read the bios of our, our dear friends, but I want to mention several times some upcoming events you may have where people can get involved or see what you do because I think it is really vital to feel what, what's happening there. So uh, I don't know, uh, Marta, any any upcoming events that you want to make our viewers and listeners aware of?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, thank you, Tony. Yes, for sure. We have a big gift wrapping party that we're hosting on December the 9th, and that's where we'll be wrapping uh, around 10,000 gifts all in one day. We'll be there starting at 10 in the morning, and thanks to Commissioner... Adrian Garcia, who's sponsoring the event, we will be at the NRG Center all day. There will be free parking. So please look at our website for more details.
0: We will be talking about the uh, trajectory and the work that you do and the origins of your work. I want to walk through each of those steps. So 10,000 gifts, (laughs) break that down. That's like a lot of work. So if folks get involved on this end, they're helping just to wrap them but as a community organizer, tell us about all the little details that it takes to get wrapping, gifts, the toys, the folks, uh, the community entities, break all that down so folks can appreciate exactly what you're doing.
1: Well, I think, um, like you said, it, it's a lot of work, uh, but, but thanks to God, you know, we have a lot of volunteers and, and that's how our organization uh, runs because it's a volunteer organization. We have a board that works, we have a hard working board. it's a grassroots organization and we really depend on our volunteers. On that particular day we, we have anywhere from 300 to 500 volunteers and these can be any it could be schools, it could be students. Uh, we have uh, organizations that come out, profit organizations, companies that that send their their workers to, to come and volunteer on that day. And like you said, it is a lot of work, but all of us together, and all of us working together, we get it done. Uh, thanks to thanks to the community, and that's the only way that that we've been able to survive for 35 years is is because of our great community. We have so many generous people. We have so many generous sponsors that keep Navidad en el Barrio going, and we're very thankful for for everybody that that continues to support the organization and allows us to to do the work that we love to do, and we love to do community work and. Thanks to them, we're able to do that.
2: And uh, regarding the process, uh, so we what we do is we invite 2,000 children, and these children are selected through Title One elementary schools all around the metropolitan Houston. Title One meaning that at least 75% of the children at that school are on free lunch. Most of our schools are 90% or above, which in the which gives us the indication that there is a need in that area. Uh, we. Uh, don't believe in one toy. We believe in three to five gifts each, and this is where the number increases up to ten thousand. Uh, we we have uh, our goodie bags for the children. Uh, we give them fruit. Uh, we uh, we try to get books, uh, and we'll talk about the book situation uh, in a little bit. But uh, so the goodie bag has has uh, fruit has. Uh, hu- uh, resources for their families. We're talking CHIP Medicaid, Vitacites, et etc. And uh, we also provide uh, uh, a bag of beans and a bag of rice uh, for each child donated by the Houston Food Bank uh, through the working uh, with us, working with uh, council member Robert Gallegos. And the reason we, we started doing the rice and beans is we found out that a lot of our children are, are hungry and they go hungry on weekends. And when when they're picked up by our volunteers at the schools or checked in uh, at the schools on the day of the event, they find out that our children uh, come, they're hungry. They're very hungry. So so the idea came up to, uh, let's ask uh, if we can get donations of rice and beans and mostly to, to educate uh, our volunteers and let them know that uh, there is a need in our city, even though we're in 2022. Uh, so it, it's 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 so important to us that uh, not only do we help children, but we try to uh, to bring uh, attention to to our volunteers
0: of the need that there is out in our community. I think the other fascinating thing that you're uncovering is that not only is there a need, I like that you want to spoil the children and give them more than one toy, which is fantastic, but also you're focusing on if. Some children can't get toys. There's also other needs such as food, and it may sound very basic, but but that is very vital for a child to to feel healthy, to be excited, and, and to function. H- how do you identify the students who will get or the families that will get gifts? So
1: so we work directly with with each elementary school, and we work with their communities and school staff, with their counselors. Uh, with the principals. And so they are the ones that know the students and they're the ones that are, that know the students that are most in need. And that's how we are able to get those children to the program. Um, You know, you mentioned how, how we also um, know the needs of the children. We also have a program within the Christmas program that's called the, the little wishes program. And so we give the opportunity to the children to provide an essay that's entitled. If I had three wishes, I would wish four, and that's where we find what we call the little wishes and wishes that can be granted with our with our community partners, with with our individual sponsors, and those little wishes can be food, can be sheets, can be beds. Um, we've been very blessed to have uh, a new partnership now with the University of Hep- uh, University of Houston Optometry School. Where they're going going to be providing vouchers for our children that are asking for glasses and and like you said, those are just basic needs. I mean food, bedding, housing, those are basic needs that, that our children are asking for and thanks thanks again to to our community to God that we're able to provide some of those wishes to to our kiddos.
2: and uh, regarding the glasses so the essays. Uh, it's unbelievable what these children, uh, you know, you would expect them to say toys, Xbox, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, not all of them do that. You know, some of the children, uh, and that's why we titled it, If I Had Three Wishes, because we wanted to see what's in their hearts. And for a child that's eight years old to tell us they want food for the refrigerator, they want shoes for their dad, for work. They want a sweater for their mom. Cause she's, she goes to work and she gets cold. You know, those are the little things that, that uh, the reason we started the essay uh, uh, contest is, is to be able to identify these little wishes, but to also let our community know that uh, there is such a big need in our community and 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 that's to us that's that's the most important thing is that we can teach our children that we're trying to help that there are people in this world that care for you and and we also try to teach them to give back and you say, well, the children that we select for this big party, what we call big party, is uh, 6 to 12-year-olds. And and we want them to also learn how to give. So every child is asked to bring two canned goods to our program. And when they get there, they uh, individually place those cans in our sleigh. Well, the first children that arrive, usually two cans in a big sleigh doesn't mean like you're doing a lot. But because we place that that sleigh in in, in plain view, uh, by the time other children are there and you see four thousand cans of food, then we teach our children that just two cans did make a difference, and it will make a difference for a family. So, so it teaches them to give back, and it doesn't matter what you know what stage of your life you're in, uh, etc. So, uh, this Little Wishes program is is very very important to us, as well as the glasses. Yes, U of H has given us free vouchers for an exam, but each uh, child that needs a a pair of glasses will have to pay $69. So Navidad del Barrio is is starting a budget now to where we're going to be able to grant glasses and we have angels all over the world that are uh, already ready to donate money for this particular project. So God willing from this day forward uh, any child that's identified through the school uh, by their counselors uh, uh, can can call us and say hey I have a child that needs glasses and uh, but not only that we uh, we also asked the U of H if their family members needed glasses could they make appointments there and of course they said yes so they will receive you know glasses at a reduced rate
1: and we also mentioned um beds at some of our, some of our kids asked for beds. And, and, um, you know, this year gallery furniture has, has also come in to sponsor the beds that are, that are needed for our children. So we thank um, gallery furniture for also becoming a sponsor this year for Navidad del Barrio.
0: I want to point something out. Um, so, so my book is titled the tip of the pyramid cultivating community cultural capital. And if we think of let's say the wrapping event as the tip of a pyramid, if people go, what will be revealed are all these other layers. Because I think if folks are thinking of a traditional toy giveaway, they might not understand that food is needed, thus the beans. Uh, Glasses are needed, thus that partnership. Uh, Great point. A little later on, $69 to a family struggling is a lot of money, but that's Young person needs to see the chalkboard at the school to to read correctly and to build those skills. You mentioned literacy, a child's ability to learn during English class is affected by if they're hungry, if they can see. You mentioned the beds, if they can sleep at night. So you're revealing this layer by layer. And again, I don't want people to be overwhelmed because we have experts who know our community like you that are walking us through it. But this is one powerful way to get insights into what's going on in the community and in their hearts and minds, which is why I love that you're bringing in the essays and the literary side, because some folks may say, wait a minute, now they're a literary group too, but you're talking about how it all goes together. I do want to share your bios because I want listeners and viewers to know that you are experts in our community. And uh, Marta Martinez Gomez was born in Monterrey, Mexico. Shouts out to Monterrey. Hey, all right. Arrived (laughs) (laughs) Um, Arrived in Houston at the age of four you raised in the neighborhoods, Magnolia and Kashmir Gardens. You attended our schools, Barbara Jordan High School for Careers, and graduated with a bachelor's in business administration from the Bauer College of Business, University of Houston in 1996. You served as an advocacy coordinator for Child Advocates Incorporated. You work with volunteers dedicated to breaking the cycle of abuse. In addition... Uh, You've also served as a volunteer for 10 years before joining the Child Advocates Incorporated team. Your relevant experience has focused on issues that affect children, families, such as poverty, health, immigration, and abuse. Um, And I think all those factors tie in different ways that people may not understand how they all go together. And one thing I'll say too, sometimes I think that, This is a great way to explain how folks that are a little more directly or seen more directly in the arts field, like Nuestra Palabra, even though we touch on so many of the same issues, we talk about how our artists, and when I say artists, writers, dancers, visual artists, don't have the luxury of creating art for art's sake. And I think, Marta, you've worked in many fields where, you know, um, health issues have such a big influence on all factors of Latino life. Um before we get into Izzy's uh bio as well, um Marta, how do health issues play into the work that Navidad Limbario does? You touched on some of them. I'd, I'd like to really focus on that.
1: Well Tony, uh, we talked about you know the basic needs and and health is a is a basic need for our children and for our families and Health insurance is, is easily accessible to some and not accessible to others. And unfortunately, a lot of our community they don't have the access to, to health care. So that's why it's important to promote programs such as a children's health insurance program, children's medicaid, and the free clinics that are available to our families. Uh, once again, you know, if a child doesn't feel good, they're going to school, but they're not learning because they, they don't feel well. And we have to make sure that, that as a community that we can provide that support system, those resources to our families, to allow our families, our children to, to feel healthy, to, to have something to eat, to be able to go to school and ready to learn.
0: And, and of yeah. course, those issues can have exponential impacts. Uh, you're making me remember when we had a subsequent COVID wave. I forgot the number because there have been several waves. And I took my son to an emergency room because we wanted to see if we had COVID, we had symptoms. And they were going through the line, the folks that were working there at the emergency room, because they said, hey, this is where you're going to get COVID uh, analyses. And there were long lines. And they were getting everybody's insurance information. And I remember someone behind us, they said, well, we don't have insurance. And then the person attending said, oh, well, you have to pay out of pocket if you stay in line. And then she asked, how much is it? And he said, $250. He said, we can't pay that. And they left the line. And you know, it's just one of those many moments where as we're chatting now, so then they don't feel secure. They don't know if they have COVID. Does it get spread, et cetera? And that's just one moment with one family let alone if we add immigration issues to that, language issues. So I I think it is powerful that you bring all that experience to the table. So thank you for all that you do. We haven't talked about language issues. So I imagine you have to have bilingual workers and people that can talk to people in in both languages, no?
1: Of course, yes. Um, The majority of our board uh, speaks uh, Spanish and um, our volunteers, a lot of them speak Spanish also. Um, and not only do they speak the language but they also understand the culture so i think that's that's also important um to understand the culture and and maybe you may not speak the language but you understand the culture and and i think that's truly important to uh, allow our families to feel comfortable to feel safe to where they can share what their needs are
0: and um i i also want to well, okay. I'm going to resist talking about <laughs> I want to get to Izzy's, <laughs> Izzy's profile because there's just so much to do. But uh, Izzy, I also I'm, – I'm being a little intense here because I'm unearthing many of the social issues. I imagine people also have a, lot, a great time when they go to the volunteer gift wrapping session too. And it's a sense of community, no?
2: It is. It is. Uh, I mean that's the atmosphere we want to present to people is like uh, everything that we do – we have fun doing it and, and we're blessed to, uh, I mean, of course we've been doing it 35 years, but every year we learn something new, whether it's at our gift wrapping party at our Christmas program, uh, when we go visit a shelter for Christmas, you know, we learn something new. And, and, and what we try to, to express to our volunteers is, is we feel good what we're doing and we believe in what we're doing. And when, when, when you spread the word, in that sense then they feel good about what they're doing and it's all i mean yes sometimes you have a negative encounter or something but but it's okay you know we can talk to people and 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 sort it out and a lot of times people don't understand why we do certain things and once you explain it uh, everything's good so our, our main focus is is to allow those that give of their time for us to allow us to do this program is in such a big fashion that that uh, let's have fun doing it. And, uh, and all we ask is you have a good time and, and and keep on, you know, paying it forward. Um, and I think that's what's the, the biggest for me who, who, who have been doing it for 35 years. You know, uh, my joy, of course, is always seeing the, the children's faces and, and you kind of forget all the hard work you do and how tired you get. But uh, for me uh, now, in addition to that, is uh, seeing uh, volunteers come back with their families. You know, I mean, being around this long, I've seen uh, volunteers that brought their babies and now they're in college and they're volunteering. They're still volunteering for us or or seeing just uh, uh children that we've helped before. And you see them at the gift wrapping party and, and I'll go up to them and say, hey, how did you hear about us? And she's like, well, you gave me toys when I was in school. And that to me is like, uh, I mean, they they got it, you know, you give back. And and that's what it's all about.
0: That's beautiful. And I do want to tell folks about your expertise so we can appreciate what you are sharing with the community. Um, Israel, we call him, Izzy Gomez Jr. is a retired Houston Police Department officer executive director of Navidad en el Barrio, the son of immigrant parents. He was raised in Laredo, Texas, by his mother after his father passed away unexpectedly in a construction accident. After serving four years in the United States Navy, Israel joined the Houston Police Department in 1981 and retired after 23 years of service. He's married and has five children. We're going to give him shouts out. Becky, Gabriel, Jackie, Israel the third, and Nicolás. He's a small business owner and president and founder of Navidad and El Barrio. He's been active in several other organizations, including Texas Special Olympics Law Enforcement Torch Run, the National Latino Peace Officers Association, Houston Police Officer of Spanish Speaking Officers, and the Houston Police Hispanic Officer of the Year Incorporated Committee. He's been a volunteer for the Houston Livestock and Rodeo Show and has served as a counselor at any town's yearly camp and a Boy Scout troop Scoutmaster. He attends St. Matthew's Catholic Church and is currently a member of the Knights of Columbus. He's a board member of the National Hispanic Professional Organization and serves as a court-appointed special advocate for abused and neglected children living in foster care. Uh, I do want to talk about your your huge Christmas events, but Israel, let me ask you something. I, I, I can tell how involvement of these organizations, even with law enforcement and the military, have shaped... Your community organizing skills. You want to share a little bit about that more directly so folks can, can understand that a little more deeply? Uh, <laughs> well, let's see. Usually
2: uh, Latinos don't like to talk about themselves too much, but. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I know
2: it. I know it. Uh, mm, my organizational skills. Well, I, I mean, I think uh, everything that, that um, when it started, uh, the whole focus was, I guess. You look back on how you grew up. Uh, I can say that uh, if not all our board members, uh, most of them uh, have been there. What I call have been there. You know, we we weren't raised rich, and uh, but we were we were blessed with parents that cared, and and I think you know that foundation. Uh, uh, I'll give you a quick example. Uh, you know, my mom always you know being a, a, a widowed mom with four children with a third grade education, you know, uh, always taught us to be clean, always taught us to respect, you know, she would say, yes, you can go to the dance, but in the morning at six, you're going to get up to cut the grass, and I would get up at six, you know, just because I wanted to go out, and she would, you know, pick up your dishes, wash your dishes, wash your clothes, you know, and of course, as a young person, you you don't like that, but then I uh, fast forward to my Navy days, and, and I lived with a family, for a little while and they would go to work and I would start vacuuming and wash their dishes. And they would, they would uh, come home and say, where did you come from? (laughs) And at that point I would say, uh, thank you to my mother, you know, for, for teaching me those things. And of course I didn't like them then. So back to the organizational skills, you know, I I think that uh, just by the way, I was raised, I think that uh, you surround Yourselves with other people that believe in what you do and and everything falls into place and it has from from 1987 where this program what we do has is the same model uh, for the last 35 years it's just in a little bigger scope and uh but it was uh it was uh the only thing that when we first started uh rainbow banking company donated five thousand dollars and said do a party for children the only thing I don't want you to do is bring him in through a door and out through another door. And so we said, no, no problem. We'll start a Christmas program and we'll use young entertainers uh, to motivate and inspire our children. And so that was the the basis of, of the beginning for Navidad en el Barrio. And then we said we're going to buy him three gifts each. The first year we spent $10 on each child and everything else we we uh, found sponsors for. And we bought three gifts. And the idea was one gift was going to be the big gift, what we call and then the other two little gifts are going to be gifts where they can share with siblings in case they don't get invited to Navidad en el barrio. So uh that that part of the program again has been uh for the last 35 years. Of course, ten dollars nowadays you know, is equivalent to a little more, but uh but we're blessed. We're blessed that there's a lot of people that believe in our program and and uh we're able to to find the toys uh, for all our children.
1: You know, and one of the one of the things that that's important to to mention is, uh, Izzy's a retired police officer, and if you go to our program, you're going to see a lot of police officers there in uniform, and so it's it's important for us to to make sure that that the children um, see police officers in a positive manner, um, also giving back to the community. I mean, sometimes uh, we don't see, we don't see that. Um, Unfortunately, we just see the negative parts. And uh, so we want them to be able to get a well-rounded view of what a police officer does. And, and he's in the community, she's in the community. Uh, They understand the community because they're, they're out there with, with the families and they know the need. Um, Because of this, you know, this is, this is what resulted is, is this, program. And you have so many police officers supporting this program. We have assistant chief, who's who's a great supporter of the program and who's also doing a cold drive. And she's been doing this for the past couple of years and she's doing it. Why? Because she saw the need. She's working with the families and, and she has support also. So there's a lot of things that, that happen. And there's a lot of things that, that, um, community members do behind the scenes that sometimes are not brought to, to the light. And, and it's important to, to know that you have a lot of people out there supporting our children. And, and, you know, we all know the saying it takes a village to raise a child. And that is so true. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a parent. It doesn't necessarily have to be a family member. It can be a police officer. It can be a teacher, a counselor, uh, a sponsor, a volunteer. So there's, there's a lot of us that have to come together um, to make sure that that our children thrive and and become you know well-rounded citizens, to be able to continue the the cycle of of well-being.
0: I want to remind folks that they are tuning into a multi-platform broadcast of Nuestra Palabra: Latino Writers Having Their Say, and you are watching this either on social media. The video airs on Fox Twenty Six houstoncom The audio airs on ninety point one FM. KPFT, your community station, and we want our listeners to also give back. They can make donations in the name of Nuestra Palabra to the radio station by visiting kpft.org and we also hope you will get involved with Navidad en el Barrio. We're talking to Israel Izzy Gomez, founder of Navidad en el Barrio, and Marta Martinez Gomez, who's president of the organization, and I am not going to dig in more of the social issues, although I'm dying to. <laughs> Let's tell folks about your huge events during Christmas, because I think that really is powerful because you bring all this thought, love, concern, history, and expertise to the table. But when families show up, they just feel the love. They feel the support. And we've been mentioning you both know our community. We still have pride. I think you were talking you were touching on that, Izzy, like, no importa si somos pobres, humildes. Tenemos orgullo. We still have pride. We teach that to our kids. So it takes a lot for us to ask for help. And by the same token, we're going to go show up. We want to give back. We want to help out as well. So that's important for all our organizations to do that. I think yours does that so well. But please tell us about the, the big Christmas events. Uh,
2: okay, so we, uh, we invite, uh, this is back in September. We invite uh, 50 schools to join our program. Uh, each school is identified by the Title I status, which tells us that um, that at least 75% of the children in that school are on free lunch. Uh, that is how we select the schools. Once we select the schools, we, uh, we invite them. If they uh, agree uh, to join us, then uh, knowing that that school is, is of need, we we place our, our, the task of them selecting their 40 children between the ages of 8 to 12, I mean, 6 to 12. And the reason uh, we chose 40 back in 1987 was because the buses, the school buses used to hold 47 uh, children. So we, we selected 40, and then we asked for uh, four chaperones, one for every 10, and which would take care of 44 seats. And then uh, we've been trying to get a boy and a girl bike uh, uh, as a door price for, for each school. So those two bikes would fit on the back of the bus, and that's why we came up with the number 40. Uh, once the children are selected, they, the, the, the rosters are submitted to Navidad del Barrio uh, within one month's period, and then we order our toys from overseas. Yes, we do have companies that do toy drives for us, uh, they have Christmas parties where they ask for a toy for Navidad en el Barrio. And all those toys are used for all the other events we do. Uh, we, we we started doing at least three to five gifts each per child. And of course, we we try to get uh, two pieces of fruit. We try to get rice and beans. We try to get resource materials for the goodie bags. And then each school is also represented by a Navidad en el Barrio liaison. So once you're a Navidad el Barrio liaison, uh, you are our go-between between, between uh, uh, Navidad en el Barrio and the school. So they maintain contact throughout the months, you know, October, November. And in December, you know, they're the ones that actually uh, come on to the gift wrapping party. The liaisons do and make sure that their circle, which is each school is is uh, is uh, is done by a circle of bags <laughs> Uh, they ensure that all the toys are in their circle, and and then they go meet the children on Saturday morning and register them before they get on the bus. Uh, but the main reason there is, uh, we want our liaisons to establish uh, a relationship with their schools, and our 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 goal or our dream is that they they stay with that school uh, year after year, and and. And this gives our elementary schools another source of, of uh, uh, another source to to actually uh, connect with in the event that their particular school needs something. And uh, so at the at the event, uh, again, there is a lot of police officers, which I failed to mention at the beginning. That was one of the. Uh, Uh, Being a police officer is something I wanted our children to experience was uh, getting toys from a uniformed police officer. And to this day, uh, I mean, Houston Police uh, Department uh, 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 endorsed us and and supported us throughout the years. And to this day, they still do. Uh, So that's our big program. And uh, of course, we have the essay contest. And uh, children have no idea uh, who's won, but we have first, second, and third in uh, different age groups. Uh, And we recognize them. And we provide uh, uh, not only a $25 gift card for groceries, but we give each child, depending on what place they win, some cash. And we say, this is for you to buy something for your parents. And, of course, they get a plaque. And first place winners get a bike. And, and I think that's it, but, uh, but we wanna recognize them there at the program uh, just to uh, encourage them to, to keep on writing and, and, and putting their thoughts on paper. Uh, the other, uh, we also do recognize what we call a, a Vida Award and that's, we recognize one of the volunteers every year uh, that has given to Navidad en el Barrio and we recognize them at the program. And we also uh, have uh, an award, it's called the Albert Vasquez Award. And that was a, a fellow police officer from Laredo who worked narcotics and got killed in action. And so we wanted to 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 have his spirit, his name, his life remembered. So we named our award, uh, the Albert Vasquez Award. And, and uh, every year we recognize a law enforcement officer that gives to us and to the children Uh, so we try to you know to recognize them simply because uh, most of the recognition is always negative so we want to make sure that uh, they know they are appreciated.
1: Um, and in the past we have partnered with Half Price Books and also with the Barbara Bush Literacy Foundation to provide books for our children at the program. And, and unfortunately this year, because of budget cuts, uh, we weren't able to, to have that for our children. So we're hoping that, that next year we can partner again with the Barbara Bush Literacy Foundation to pr- be able to provide uh, books for our children that, that are very much needed for their home libraries.
0: What's really fantastic is that you are, in the course of 35 years, creating these infrastructures that folks may just take for granted, or they may be used to seeing your corporate nonprofits with these sort of departments, et cetera. But I really want people to understand that you've created them as experts in the community with 35 years of experience and seeing what works, and just to give people an idea of how important it is that we have such infrastructures in our community created by our own, our terms on our terms, I want people to understand that just your liaisons, that's vital because several of the schools you serve do not have a functioning PTO, parent-teacher organization, for many reasons. We've done several shows on that. And some folks may not realize that there are schools that just do not have that layer of community involvement and the school suffers because of that. Um, but that's powerful that your liaisons can can do that. Um, so it sounds like that is also part of the mission is to empower the schools, empower community members, even with giving them the awards. That's huge because like you say, it's hard for us as Mexican Americans to talk about ourselves, porque se cree, or, you know, we don't, we don't you know, say infla, I say, I do, right? But but it's great <laughs> to get that recognition. Is that part of the goal as well to, to, to build and empower individuals and in our own community?
2: I truly believe that uh, we've been around 35 years because of that, because people, uh, volunteers come to Navidad en el Barrio and, and, you see where your money goes and, and what they take from there, they go back into their communities, into their networks. And, and they've been our best. Um, our,
1: advertising.
2: Uh, uh, yes. Our best advertising, our best advocates, you know, they go out there and they talk about their experience and, and that's what we want, you know, and that's why I think, uh, we've been around 35 years because somebody told somebody, and then next thing, oh, I want to, I want to see it for myself. Then they show up, and then their network of friends are, are with us, and uh, it's just beautiful to see how there's so many giving people in this community. It's unbelievable, and uh, there's a lot that that have no idea, you know, who we are, and we've been around 35 years, but but I think it's because unfortunately we. Um, or myself, you know, it's, it's, we, we take care of our tasks are taking care of our children. And, uh, yes, we've learned that media doing a show like today, you know, is, is, um, is so beneficial for us, but over the years, we were so worried about just making sure we did our program for our kids and taking care of them that, uh, perhaps we didn't spread the word like we should have. Uh, but it's okay because, uh, God's with us. And 35 years later, we're still doing what we're doing. So uh, apparently uh, uh, we're blessed to, to have people that uh, whoever comes into our network to to make sure that we continue.
1: And, and I think everybody can do uh, their part. And um, like you said, Tony, it can get a little overwhelming. You think oh, there's no way I could do all of this. And um, as one person. But what we have to remember is we have to step back and say, okay, one, one child at a time, one senior at a time, one youth at a time. And, and that's what we can do. And little by little, all of us together, we get it done. Um, but we try to to work as an individual child. Um, and I can tell you, you know, one of our, our scholarship recipients, um, Pedro Ambriz, he was our first ever scholarship recipient and now and he graduated with uh, with honors from Texas AM. He graduated um, with his master's from AM, then he went on to medical school uh, at the University of Texas in Galveston. And he's been working as a physician's assistant now in the community for three years. And he has come back to to also assist with Navidad en el barrio and you know, one of the things that he mentioned that he thought was very important for for our community to know, for our board to know, for our volunteers and sponsors to know is that whenever he participated in Navidad, he felt seen. Mm. And I had never heard that before from somebody. And he says, I felt like I mattered. And that's huge. Um, He said he had was felt invisible at, at, at some point, but as a community, as an organization, we made him feel like he mattered. And I think that's important for us to see that that by a gift, uh, by spending time with our youth, by some guidance, by some mentoring, you allow that youth to know that they are important and they are valuable and they are seen, and it's important for us to to do our part in doing that.
2: One thing about the scholarship, and let me just say it, Uh, because I think it's so unique. Uh, Our scholarship is offered to an eighth grader only. Uh, They have to write an essay, do a scholarship application. And if they're selected, uh, then we, uh, the idea is we provide $500 per year. They have to pass. They have to give us their report cards. They have to learn how to volunteer for us. Uh, And the idea came because we figured that between ninth and 12th grade, these students can make life-changing decisions. Uh, you know, their life can, ch- can change overnight if they're hanging around the wrong people, et cetera. So if we felt that if we're with them and, and God willing, you know, providing that positive uh, connection and they know that we're like mentors that can come to us, uh, they start being ex- uh, 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 volunteering for us, knowing our board, Knowing that there's people that are going to support them, uh, perhaps that they have a better chance to make it out of high school and get into college. And that's why we started our scholarship uh, for eighth graders. So uh, needless to say, uh, Pedro, who is our first uh, baby, uh, you know, now is a, a physician assistant. And so we've known him for for numerous years. And uh, we still have right now we have two students in college and, you know, but we don't offer a scholarship until we raise the $2,500, which is the total uh, for their, for their scholarship. Uh, we don't offer it until we have it in the house, just in case something happens to Navidad en el barrio, then their monies are guaranteed. And uh, we make sure that they're going to get their, 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 their monies.
0: No, that's powerful, especially, I remember I was in eighth grade and I received a, a scholarship and it had a, a monetary value. It's powerful for someone in the world to say, writing matters. You're good at this. Here is money. When you're told that the only thing that matters is money and you don't see it coming to your household, that's powerful. It's a very impactful. So it's wonderful to hear that. I know we're speaking to your public relations and your, uh, publicity department, both of you, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, in closing, uh, because you're doing it all, but you're doing an amazing job at that. And, and folks see the great work and probably think you have a staff of a hundred people, but, but you don't, it's volunteers. Um, in, in closing, please do mention some of those other programs. And if you could tell folks, our listeners and viewers where they can go to find out more, keep track of your work and to spread the, the word and get involved. OK, real quick. Uh, so it's
2: uh, we have our young at heart party for senior citizens and we do it in the summer simply because they told us that everybody remembers them during the holidays, but not during the summer. So we do mm-hmm. a dance for them, dance competition, etc. We do a party for at risk youth. Uh, these are children that are shelters, emergency shelters, and their party is on Christmas Day. Uh, we go on Christmas Day and provide a one hundred dollar gift card to every child that's there in addition to other gifts. And we play games with them, et cetera. Uh, we also uh, do Santa on the inside. And what, what that means is that inmates that are trying to better themselves at the Harris County Jail are selected by the sheriff. And what this means is they provide the names of their children to us. We provide all the toys. Uh, we bring. We go to the jail, give the toys to the inmates. The inmates have two hours to spend with their families and give them toys and hugs and kisses whereas any vegetation is usually through uh, a glass window. Uh, so this, this party, uh, we're so blessed that Sheriff Gonzalez allows us to do that. We also started Navidad en el Barrio Next Top Model. And this modeling show is offered to, we have, uh, this past year we had six senior citizens and six special needs children as our models. And we use, uh, we want them to give them glory and we use uh, uh, elected officials, police officers as their escorts and just give them a, a day in their life. We have family assistance where schools or anybody, if you know somebody of a family that's in need, you let us know. They fill out a, an application and we, we try our best to provide toys uh, on Christmas for them. We have a Christmas Eve party where, again, families are nominated by schools, but this party is for the whole family. And we have games, and we try to incorporate games where uh, parents and children play together uh, and to enforce that relationship at the house and and have a good time. Of course, they win prizes and uh, a little bit of all that. And, of course, our our scholarship program. Did I miss it? Nope. (laughs) And, And, yes, and we have a gala called Taquitos and Chanclitas Gala. And why do we call it that? Because taquitos is sometimes the only food our children eat. And chanclitas is to never, to never uh, let you forget where you come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a formal and women and men wear chanclitas and we have a competition for that. Nice. So uh, we, have... and, uh-huh. Oh, sorry. yeah. Oh, and, <laughs> and lastly, we are, uh, our, our goal for, for the next year, we're trying to do two a party for the, for the women at the Houston uh, area women's center and for their children and we also want to do uh, what we call uh, bags of hope, and that'll be a, a bag of hope uh, with items for for the moms at the at the Houston area Women's Gen- Center, and eventually grow that program into for veterans, for uh, youth at the at the shelters, etc.
1: And we do have for dinner. We have uh, tacos, rice, and beans.
2: Oh yeah,
1: a uh, very simple dinner um, on plastic plastic plates. Plastic silverware, and the reason we do that is we want to make sure that that the majority of our funds goes back to our goes back into our programs. Uh, right now, we have eighty percent of our funds going back to direct programs for the community.
2: And why taquitos is because we want to let them know that that meal that they're receiving that night uh, is probably a gourmet meal for the kids we help.
0: That's beautiful and really appreciate all the work that you do and have been doing. Wish you continued success. Uh, it's really been a pleasure to to get to talk to our, our dear friends, Israel Izzy Gomez, who's the founder of Navidad en el Barrio, and Marta Martinez Gomez, who's president of the organization. Again, thank you for all that you, you do and thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. And
2: thank you. Thank you for allowing us to, to come on your program and allow more people. Uh, we love what you do. We love how you uh, bring to light uh, the needs of our community. And and we pray to God that um, you continue doing this. And, and we definitely need what you're doing. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Tony. And God bless you and, and hope you have a great holiday.
0: Thank you so much. And speaking of community cultural capital, this is Tony Diaz, a Libro Traficante, but I got to give a shout out to our amazing crew. Rodrigo Bravo is our sound engineer. He makes us sound amazing on broadcast radio as well as TV and helps us record events live. Roxana Guzman is our multi-platform producer and one of our graphics organizers. want to give a shout out also to Liana Lopez, who is one of our um, co-hosts, Emeritus, as well as Brian Paras, Lupe Mendez, Laura Acosta. And we want to thank Fox26 for airing our video on fox26houston.com. Of course, our broadcast all started on 90.1 FM KPFT, Houston's community station. We want to thank them for all the years of support. And we hope that you can help us help them keep the community voice going. So if you go to kpft.org any time of the year, you can make a donation in the name of Nuestra Palabra to keep the radio show going. Finally, to all our volunteers, all the writers, we look forward to seeing you out in the community as we always do. Keep spreading the word. And we look forward to uniting with all of you. So uh, thank you all again. Hope you enjoy the holidays. And we'll talk to you soon. And see you at the arts. Gracias. Bye. Gracias. Gracias. Thank you.
1: Adios.